Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, Should I Be Inquired of at All by Them? It shall be focused on the study of Ezekiel chapter 14. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we recognize you asking if you even you should be even be inquired by those who don't seek you, Father, we we thank thee that even in our time you sent to your little bride a prophet, Lord, which by which we were able to inquire from thee, for you teach us that your word cometh to the prophets. And we thank thee that we have a revelation for what you're doing for us in this last days and what's to come. Help us to hold fast to that which you've given us, Father. Lord, to seek thee with all our strength and all our mind and all our soul. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Ezekiel chapter 14. Ezekiel 14. Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart, and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? Therefore speak unto them, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to the prophet, I the Lord will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart, because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent, and turn yourselves from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For every one of the house of Israel, or of the stranger that sojourneth in Israel, which separateth himself from me, and setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth the stumbling-block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I the Lord will answer him by myself. And I will set my face against that man, and will make him a sign and a proverb. And I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. And if the prophet be deceived when he hath spoken a thing, I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet, and I will stretch out my hand upon him, and will destroy him from the midst of my people Israel. And they shall bear the punishment of their iniquity, the punishment of the prophet shall be even as the punishment of him that seeketh unto him, that the house of Israel may go no more astray from me, neither be polluted any more with all their transgressions, but that they may be my people." and I may be their God, saith the Lord God. The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out mine hand upon it, and will break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord God. If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it, so that it be desolate, 
that no man may pass through because of the beasts. Though these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters. They only shall be delivered, but the land shall be desolate. For if I bring a sword upon that land and say, Sword, go through the land, so that I cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, but they only shall be delivered themselves. For if I send a pestilence into that land, and pour out my fury upon it in blood, to cut off from it man and beast, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter, they shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. For thus saith the Lord God, How much more when I send my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword, and the famine, and the noisome beast, and the pestilence, to cut off from it man and beast? Yet behold, therein shall be left a remnant that shall be brought forth, both sons and daughters. Behold, they shall come forth unto you, and ye shall see their way and their doings, and ye shall be comforted concerning the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem, even concerning all that I have brought upon it. And they shall comfort you when ye see their ways and their doings, and ye shall know that I have not done without cause all that I have done in it, saith the Lord God. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled, Questions and Answers. This was preached in 1961, on October the 15th in the morning. We'll begin at paragraph 119, up to paragraph 160. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Is it right for a Christian man and women to kiss one another? Oh, on greeting? No, sir. No, indeed. No, sir. You kiss one woman, brother, that's your wife. See? Or your child. Or what? See? Is it right for... Let me see if I got that right. Is it right for a Christian man and women to kiss one another on greetings? No, sir. No, indeedy. That... Don't you never get that started. Yes, sir. No, sir. You keep away from women. Shun away from them. Exactly right. Now they're our sisters, but don't. Now they got that. That that thing even got over in Pentecost, and it's called free love. And when you do get anything like that, you stay away from it. That's right. I don't care how clean you are. You're my brother, and I, I believe that you're. You might be a good, sanctified, holy man. I don't care how holy you are. You're still a man. I don't care how holy she is. She's still a woman. Stay away from it until you're married. You. Just do that. Remember, the body, I'm going to speak a double now, so as you older people understand, it's a mixed group, but I'm your brother, and this is a question, see. Each human being, male and female, have a different type of gland. A female has a female gland, sex gland. A male has a male uh, gland, sex gland. And those glands lay in the human lips. That's right. And here's another thing might be brought up. Man kissing one another in the mouth. That's dirty. That's filth. And what does it do? It starts homosexuals. Stay away from that. You say, a guy asked me not long ago, said, Brother Branham, while they greeted one another with a holy kiss, they kissed on the back of the neck. 
fell upon their neck and kissed them on the back of the neck. That before handshake come in. It's a greeting. That's why they didn't shake one another's hands. They put their arms around one another and they kissed one another on the back of the neck. Not on the lips and the face. That starts a perversion. Stay away from it. Don't never do that. Nowadays we shake hands with one another. If you want to, if you got your arm around a brother, you kiss him on the neck or he kisses you on the neck. That's all right. But don't you kiss that woman. And don't you let that woman kiss you. See? That's right. You take her by the hand and say, wait a minute, sister. Just a minute here. See? Let's get this straight. And um, so now you do that. And what I tell you a while ago when I first started, when you see any, a car coming down the road 90 miles an hour, get out of its way. That's right. When you see the first twist in anything like that, get away from it. Stay away from it. Just that's the ground you should not be on. Satan will present something to you. He'll wreck your soul and send you to hell. Stay away from it. Shun the very appearance of evil. That's right. Be a man. Be a woman. Like I'm going to take up for the women a minute. That's unusual, isn't it? <laughs> they, uh, they say, oh, the woman caused it. Oh, it was a woman's fault. If she hadn't got out of her place, well, the man wouldn't have got out of his. That's true. That, we'll say that's right. She gets out of her place. A man can't be bad unless there's a bad woman, but remember, there can't be a bad woman without being a bad man. That's right. And you who claim to be a son of God, where is your principles? If the woman is out of her place, aren't you a son of God? Aren't you the one that's a higher, stronger vessel? As the Bible says, she's weaker. Then if she's weaker, then show yourself a man of God. Tell her, say, sister, you're in the wrong. That's right. I've done it and other Christians have done it. And you'll always do it. As long as you're a Christian. But show yourself. You're a son of God. You're, you have more power over yourself than the woman does. If she is weaker, recognize her to be weaker. Understand her mistakes and things like that. And try to correct her. Say, sister, we are Christians. You should do that. Be a real man. Be a son of God. And watch the women. And there's where the great fall began at the beginning. It was Satan with Eve. That's what brought the whole downfall of the human race. Is through that. And if you're a son of God, be strong. Be a real man. If you're not that way, stay at the altar till you become that. And shun the very appearance of evil. And don't start not uh, uh, greeting. Someone told me some time ago about... Uh, they'd seen that two or three times at my church here. Uh, not here in the church. But people who come to the church, and if you're sitting here this morning, I was going to dig this to you right good, see? And women, young women coming up, and these men kissing these women. Don't you do that. And chew, you keep away from there. You remember that? If she's young, single, or whatever, she should be somebody's wife someday, and you haven't got no business doing that. Stay away from her. If you want to greet her, then be a son of God. Shake her hand and say, how do you do, sister? And let that settle it right there. See? Stay away from those things that's filth. It'll soon get you into trouble. You just, oh, that's just, sin is so easy. It's so appetizing. It's so pleasant. It's so easy to fall right into it. The best thing to do is the very even appearance of it. Stay away from it. Just get back. Be a real Christian. And for man, kissing one another. If you kiss your brother on the neck and you want to do it, that's all right. Don't kiss no man in the lips and on the mouth or anything like that because that's, that's not right. Oh, that, that shows there's a little something wrong to begin with, see? <clears throat> so just stay away from there. Shun that. 
Don't, don't start that around this tabernacle here. No, we certainly won't stand for that at all. See, you, if you want to see your brother, if you want to kiss him on the neck, well, you go ahead and do it. But don't kiss people in the mouth. Well, that won't work. It's not right. And it only starts a perversion. It starts homosexuals and things. And there's only two things that will do in that, things like that. If you start, let the man, I've seen oh, many times amongst the people, they'll come down, I've seen the churches, and the preacher come in, reach and grab every sister and hug her and kiss her and set her down. Hi, you do, sister, hallelujah. Reach over and get this and kiss her. Go right down through the church like that. To me, that's wrong. When I was in Finland, we was all over there, you might know this. I was having meetings, and I was at YMCA, there was no soap, no detergents in Finland. And only, I had some shaving soap, and everyone else had to stand up and take a spit bath. You know, like this shaving soap, we only had one piece with us. We had no soap in Finland. And they just washed with some kind of a compound, and it never take a hide off of you. So then uh, uh, we, they told us it's going to take us over for a Finnish sonda. And we went over to the YMCA. And we went over there to take a sonda. That's that Finnish, famous Finnish bath. And I've had them before, and they were nice. But I thought, well, we're going to at the YMCA, so it'll be fine. But when I started over there, the Holy Spirit said to me, Don't you do it. Oh, it's so good to have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Don't you do it. Well, I just right then, I said, I don't believe I want a bath this morning. Dr. Money and them said, Oh, Brother Branham said, My, there's big glass rooms and said, It's beautiful. Said, they, usually when they do, they throw this water on these hot rocks and make you all steaming, beat you with birch leaves like that. And then, and then you run right out and dive into cold water. And then fins go right into the snow and ice and things like that, of course. Uh, they're used to it. Great big sturdy man. And then they come back and, and uh, get in this hot bath again and then hot to cold quickly like that. But they just let me stand where the cool air was and then get back because I couldn't... <laughs> I was free to stop your heart to do that. And it wasn't used to it. So uh, I, I liked them real well, but some told me not to take that one up there. Well, Howard, my brother, and Brother Baxter and all of them going up there and uh, brother, uh, all the rest of them, you know, all talking, you know, going up... So I kind of got a little skittish, you know, because the Holy Spirit said, don't do it. So we went up to YMCA, and they come in, all those men started greeting me, and oh, they had the headlines in the paper, first and second page every day, the meetings. And uh, they were around, I went into a little room to sit down, and they all went into the room to undress. And while they were in there un- to undress, here come a lovely looking little Finnish blonde-headed girl, and they're a nice people. They're clean, moral people as they can be. Here she jumped the towels over her shoulder, started walking around. I said, hey, 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 stop. I tried to stop her. She looked around and laughed, went on in there and gave each one of them, them man, no clothes on, a towel. Each woman come down and got a man, tucked him back in there, scrubbed him like that. I seen what the Holy Spirit meant. So then when I come back out, I said, Dr. Munyanen, I said, how does that come? You being Christians and going and taking those sandals for them. Oh, he said, them scrub women, Brother Branham. I said, I don't care what they are. It's wrong. It's not right. I said, nature itself teaches. He said, well, Brother Branham, they're raised up from children to scrub. It's like your nurses in America. Things like that. They're raised up. That I, said, I don't care what they are. That's still wrong. Absolutely. It's male and female. And they're to be separated and clothed from one another. Amen. I don't want to start on that. I'd be preaching that after a while. Would All right. Please explain apostolic faith. That's one question. There's one, two, and three questions. Apostolic faith means the uh, faith of the apostles. That's what apostolic faith means. That you stay with the Bible. Now, what's called apostolic faith today, many of them don't stay with the Bible. But apostolic means the, the apostolic faith, the apostolic faith of the Bible. All right. And the group that call themselves fundamentalists. 
Are these two groups saved? Now, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to answer that. Now, are these groups saved? I don't know. Explain the difference between the Spirit... Uh, well, that's a different question now. Now, are these two groups saved? Let me make that just a little bit more sensible to you and say I don't know. I wouldn't know. Now, remember, here's my thoughts. It may be wrong. My thoughts is that if a Roman Catholic or whoever he might be, Methodist, Presbyterian, Church of Christ, Lutheran, wherever he is, if he believes on the Lord Jesus Christ and solemnly trusting Him for his salvation, I believe he's saved. But, you see, the Roman Catholic Church doesn't do that. They believe that the church saves them. See? Their, their salvation is in the church, like this priest was put off the air here some time ago for saying there's no other salvation, only in the church. See, the Roman church. Now, that's wrong. Salvation is by Jesus Christ. That's right. Not by the church, but by Christ. Now, if these apostolic or, yeah, apostolics and fundamentalists now call themselves... I like a fundamentalist come to me sure some time ago. And he said to me, he said, uh, you kind of lean Calvinistic, don't you? I said, we're as long as Calvin's in the Bible, I'm with him. I said, I suppose the Bible, and if Calvin stays in the Bible, but he gets off the Bible, and I just pull on, leave the Bible. He said, well, he said, I want to say something to you. You told, I heard you say, that if a man was once saved, that he could never be lost. I said, that's exactly what the Scripture says. He has eternal life. And she'll never come into condemnation or judgment. But it's already passed from death to life. I said, that wasn't me said that. That was Jesus Christ said that. He said, I want to ask you something then. said, do you believe that Saul was saved? I said, the, uh, Saul, the, uh, the king Saul? He said, yes. Well, I said, sure. He said, now remember, he was a prophet. I said, correctly. The Bible said he prophesied with the prophets. He had a gift of prophecy. He wasn't a prophet, but... He had a gift of prophecy because he's down there with the prophets when they were prophesying. But um, uh, we know that Samuel was prophet in that day. So, uh, but Saul was prophesying with the prophets. He said, then if he was a prophet, then he was saved. I said, absolutely. He said, then I want to ask you something. That I want to ask you something. said, and then you say Saul was saved and he, the Bible said that the Lord departed from him and he became an enemy to God and he committed suicide? And then saying he was saved, I said, and you're a fundamentalist? <laughs> I said, brother, you're just not reading it right. That's all. You're not reading what the scripture said. He said, well, Saul could not be saved if he become an enemy of God. I said, Saul was saved. Oh, he said, I said, he was a prophet. He had to be saved. See, God saved him and God's not an Indian giver, as we call it. He don't, well, if God give you the Holy Ghost knowing that he's going to lose you right down here, well, what a foolish thing it would be for him to give you the Holy Ghost in the first place. You might impersonate the Holy Ghost and act like you got the Holy Ghost, but if you've got the Holy Ghost, God knows your beginning from the end. Amen. Oh, that's right. That's a loose way to run business. God don't run his life. He, he's infinite. He knows the end from the beginning and knows everything that ever be here, ever fly, ever night, would ever be on the earth. He knows all about it before the world ever began. So see, what would he run his business like that for? He doesn't do that. If, you want, if you've really got the Holy Ghost, you're saved eternally. I can prove that through the Scriptures when we have time after time. But to conserve the time to get these questions, I might say this, you see, that this fellow said, well, then what would you say about Saul? I said, sure, Saul was saved. I said, remember, Saul backslid. 
I'll admit that. He backslid and went away from God because he was greedy. He liked money. He brought up all them sacrifices and things when Samuel, through the Word of God, told him to destroy everything. But he even saved the king and he saved a lot of stuff that brought up because, see, instead of following the Word of God just exactly like it says, you put your own opinion in it. That's where you backslide. That's what I think about denominations and things. They backslide because they don't follow the Word. And you show them the Word, they turn their back from it and say, well, our church teaches this. That's not right. It's what God said. And Samuel was commissioned to go down there, and, or Saul was, and destroy everything, utterly, everything you destroy at all. Instead of doing that, he saved some for sacrifice, and he spared the king's life, and he done everything. And Samuel walked out to him and told him the Spirit of God had departed from him, and, and all like that. And Samuel died. And about two years later, well then, Saul had got the Spirit of God departed from him, but he wasn't lost. Amen. Sure he wasn't. The anointing went off of him. Now watch and see if it was now. Saul got so far away from God till when he went to the battle, he started to go to battle and he was worried about going to battle. And he, he asked the Lord for a dream. The Lord wouldn't give him a dream. There was no prophets in the land in that day. No prophets. Samuel was a prophet. They had prophesiers, but so forth. But they, he couldn't get an answer from God no way. He went down to the Urim Thundam and asked there in the flash of the lightnings up on the Urim Thundam. Wouldn't even answer him. And what did he do? He crawled off into a cave where there was a witch, a fortune teller. And this witch, he disguised himself like a footman. He went down there and he said, Would you divine unto me the spirit of Samuel the prophet? And uh, she said, um, she said, Well, now you know what Saul has said. She's talking to Saul, but she didn't know it. Said Saul said, All's got familiar spirits. He must be killed. He said, I'll protect you from Saul. But divine unto me the spirit of Samuel. So the witch went into her enchantments and first thing you know when she seen Samuel raise up the spirit of him coming materializing in front of him she said I see God rise from the earth. That's one of the consolations. Look at old Samuel standing there. He'd been dead two years but there he stood. Not only he standing there with his prophet robe on not only was he still alive but he was still a prophet. Yeah, Hallelujah. She said you've deceived me. To the pro- and Saul said, Samuel, I don't know what to do. I'm going to battle tomorrow. And uh, the Spirit's gone from me. He said, I can't even get a dream from the Lord. And the Urim Thunder won't speak to me. I'm in a terrible shape. He said, seeing you become an enemy of God, said, why have you called me out of my rest? See, Samuel said that. He said, why did you call me from my rest? Seeing that you become an enemy to God. And then he went ahead and told him. He said, but however, he had telling the word of the Lord. And when he did, I remember he had been dead two years. See? But he said, I'll tell you the word. He told him the word of the Lord. He said, tomorrow you're going to fall in the battle. Jonathan, your son, is going to fall with you. And he said, but this time tomorrow night, you will be with me. Amen. If he was lost, so was Samuel, the prophet. That's fundamentalism. What so called? See, he said, "You'll be with me tomorrow night." But this time, Hallelujah. see, then if Saul was lost, so was Samuel, because it's both in the same place. No, no, fundamentalists, you fundamentalists, so called, like Church of Christ, so called, and Christians, so called, Christianity, so called. Today, because you're an American, you're supposed to be a Christian. 
because you're you're an American. See, that that's so called Christianity. But a real Christian is a born again man of the Spirit, born again woman of the Spirit. That's really these others are impersonating. But real Christians are called of God. Please explain the difference between the spirit and the soul. Well, now that's a hard one. But the first thing you are, a triune being. Just like Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is three titles going to one person, which is Jesus Christ. And you are soul, body, and spirit, but it takes those three to make you. But just one of them, you're not you. It takes the three to make you. Like I said the other day, this is my hand. This is my finger. This is my nose. This is my eyes. But who's me? Who is me that this belongs to? It's what's on the inside of me. That's the, the intelligence. If this eyes, if this hands, if this body stood here just as it is today, yet I, I could, my body could be here, but me could be gone. Amen. What I am, what, whoever I am inside of me has gone on. That's, that's the per, part that is the spirit. The soul is the nature of that spirit. That when the Holy Spirit comes up on you, it does not do nothing. You, it changes or converts your spirit to a different soul. And that soul is a different nature that's on that spirit. So the soul is the nature of your spirit. Or first you were mean, evil, and hatred, and malice, and strife. Now you're loving, sweet, kind. Uh, see the difference? It's your nature. We'd ca- I call it that. It's your soul that's been changed. The old soul died. And the new soul, which is a new nature, was born into you. Hallelujah. See? Your brain is not your intelligence. It's your spirit that's in you is your intelligence. See, your brain is a bunch of matter and cells and so forth. It has no intelligence in itself. If it did, then as long as it lay there where you was dead or alive, it would still operate. See, but it's not, it's not your brain. It is your spirit inside of you. And your soul is the nature of that spirit. That's the soul of the spirit that controls the spirit that controls the body. See, there you are. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord, who is like unto Thee, O Lord, among the gods. We honor You with all our heart and all our strength and all our mind. And we say, Father, may Your will be done in our lives. May, Father, may we yield ourselves to Your purpose that You might accomplish what You ordained for us to accomplish in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
said you left him years ago. Stop devil.